Hello, hello, construction professionals. Welcome to the podcast where we flip the script on what it means to live, breathe, and lead construction today. In this podcast series, we unpack how great construction can really be when you lead with humanity, put people first, and drop the bullshit of the way it's always been done. Our world has changed, our conversations have changed, and it's time construction catches up. Hello, hello, construction professionals. Welcome to another episode of People First, Then Construction. Today, we are blessed to be honored to have here a very special guest, Rocco, aka Rock and Roller on Twitter. That's R O C K I N R L L R, has spent much of his career in construction and has flipped the script to really invest time, energy, and resources into NFTs, which is what brings him here today. You see, NFTs are simple to say, really easy to spell, and fucking confusing to understand. That's why, as you know, we're here to learn, and we bring in expert Rocco to talk to us about what an NFT is, what you need to know, how to get involved, and he debunks many of the myths around NFTs. Rocco has been in the cryptocurrency space since 2016, got involved in NFTs in 2020, and really taken a stance on helping new projects get off the ground in an advisory role to architects designers, and he speaks to us about the do's and don'ts about NFTs, what you need to know, what you can do to learn so that you can make educated decisions without getting screwed. And he leaves us with a wonderful slogan, before you drill down into anything, to do your own research. It's a pleasure and honor to learn what Rocco has learned as he's taken his knowledge and wisdom from his current and past professions into this space. So let's get right into things with Rocco. Rocco, pleasure to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. This is super exciting. Super exciting for, for so many facets. And I want to really identify for our listeners out there some key things that really trigger me. And as you know, as listeners, I don't talk about shit that I don't believe in or I'm curious about. I don't talk to people that are boring and unintriguing. I talk to wholeheartedly great human beings that really make an impact in my life and in others' lives. And Rocco is one for the books. Here's what's super exciting is Rocco spent much of his career in construction. And what's super exciting about that is that he's transitioned through multi-facets, multi-levels of construction and Flipped the script and said, hmm, I'm going to change my perspective and explore different things in life. And one thing that he came across that really gravitated to him, spoke to him, and is of interest is NFTs. And he's here with us today to share what the hell an NFT is, <laughs> yeah. why it's intriguing, and everything else. It is certainly easy to spell and simple to say and extremely confusing to understand. So, Rocco. Yes. Good. Volley this one over to you. What the hell is an <laughs> NFT? All right. So, I know you, you've been hearing me uh, speak about it, I guess, to you every once in a while when we have those conversations on the phone. But yeah, so I've uh, you know transitioned into NFTs recently, probably for the last two years now. So, in layman terms, you know, NFT stands for non-fungible token. But when you break it down, the non-fungible 
term means it's it's unique. It's a unique form of a digital identity to an asset that's on the quote unquote blockchain. So whatever blockchain that would be, uh, whether it's Ethereum, Tezos, Solana, the list goes on and on. So what, what's fascinating about it is it's not only an asset that you can have as far as people think of it as digital art, but it can be more than that. We've seen now the music industry has started to evolve and now there's there's music and there's art. Now there's also documents and there's a slew of things that are online now that they're creating these NFTs. And we're seeing that, you know, not only just the art collectors, there's just musicians now joining and now you see celebrities and everyone else into them. But for the most part, it's a great way to have a asset that is a you know, verified on the blockchains, which means, you know, as soon as you create this this asset, when you mint the actual asset, it's time stamped and there's no way to dispute the fact that, you know, either it is or isn't what it's saying it is. So if you have, for example, let's just say movie tickets or sporting event. Now, you know, I don't know if you've been in this situation too, but you know, you buy them online you print them out and you go to the stands and you're like, there's always that right. hesitation. You're like, shit, is this legit when yeah. I go to the, right. when I go and I go pay and, and I go to scan it? Is it legit? So, you know, if they were to create these, these tickets on as a, as an NFT, you can actually see, oh, it was minted by the stadium. Like this is legit. I don't have to worry that the legitimacy of, of what I have is actually there. So it's verified and you know that you are getting what you say you're getting, if that makes sense. Hang on. There's a couple of questions here. Yeah. So when we talk about minting, layman's term is that's creator. There's the creator, when it gets created, it's considered minted. Yes. Yeah. You're minting it, which means you're creating it onto the blockchain. So the, the blockchain is it's a whole other story, but the blockchain itself would be whatever the makeup or the contract easiest terms would be whatever network that you're going to be making it on. So if you're going to be using it on Ethereum, you're going to be minting it on Ethereum, you're going to be creating that NFT on Ethereum. Or if you're going to be creating it on Solana and so on and so forth. So the NFT itself has to be created. You're going to be integrating it into the blockchain and it'll be on the ledger that's timestamped onto that particular blockchain, whatever it is in the network. Very interesting. So there's a whole bunch of things buzzing around here. And I understand the minting piece now. So thank you. The minting is, is creating it. You're, <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like there's a few variables involved there. How does one become, I guess the question becomes, how does one become a creator? If I, Can anybody create? Yeah. Can anybody be a minter? Can I yeah. be a mint? Can I? Uh, yeah, I so know the, that's the framework. A yeah, minter. Yeah. Right? yeah like, I, I get, like I get what you're saying. Yeah. So. In general, yeah. Like anyone, my daughter who's seven years old, she created an NFT herself, right? And we helped her go through it and she did it all up and we minted it. So the easiest way to say it would be, you know, you would go on some exchanges or some marketplaces allow you to to mint onto their site um, or else you'd have to create a smart contract to do so. But the easiest way, let's just say, for example, for Rarible, which is, you know, kind of how I got into the NFT space was through that website. And we can circle back and I'll, and I'll tell you my story on how I kind of yeah. got into this whole thing. But so for example, Rarible, you would go on and there would be an actual button that just says mint and create. And you would go on there and you would input or, or download 
your digital file, your asset, whatever you want to create okay, cool. onto there. And then it would do that and it would integrate that into the blockchain. Now there's, that's the simplest way. The, the more elaborate way would be of you creating, you know, your own algorithm and your own smart contract that integrates that into, into the actual blockchain itself. And I'm sure there's pros and cons to that, and we might come back to that. Maybe that's a future discussion. I want to I want to pull the handbrake here for a second. So now, if I'm on a site like Rarible, and yeah. I say I want to mint something, yeah. so I, I click the button. Yeah. Prior to doing so, I need to be very clear on what blockchain I'm going to put it on. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, we'll have to circle all the way back because for you to get to that point, you're going to need a digital wallet. So, you know, one of the most important things you're going to have to decide on is, you know, what network and what blockchain you're going to be using. Then you're going to be allocating a wallet designated to that digital asset, whatever you want to use. So you want to use Ethereum, you're going to need an Ethereum wallet. The most common one that we use in the industry would be MetaMask. So it'd be a MetaMask wallet that you would need to add funds to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that you can actually pay for the minting process and then... Let's because there's first. a fee, of course, associated to minting. Yeah, there's there's a there's a gas fee. So any, <laughs> it's what calls the tax, right? The tax man. So anything that you do on Ethereum costs gas, and that's actually the 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 way that the ecosystem works. So that the gas fees is basically payment towards the minters that would sorry the minters would pay that uh, the actual blockchain and the, and the mining would get the rewards for that. So. The actual blockchain itself right now is called proof of work. Proof of work is the amount of work that is caused by um, the creation for the blockchain. The amount of work that that computing does, it's a bunch of algorithms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The money that you spend on gas is actually paid to the minters, or sorry, the miners. <laughs> Goes okay. to the miners. This is interesting, right? So uh, a shit ton of information here. Yeah. And- in my brain, I'm simplifying it or I'm attempting to simplify it in the most comfortable way possible, which for me, I go back to construction, mm-hmm. touch, feel. So if an NFT, and walk me through this, but if an NFT is a building, okay, end okay. result, it's a building. A bunch of things that have to go into that. So when you talk about creating it, you know, that's the design, the blueprints of it. Yeah. Right? Uh, when you're talking about so you'd have to create it. You'd have to then execute it, which is the gas, right? We talk about gas. Mm-hmm. We talk about cost to execute. I've got a blueprint now. I've got to build this thing. And the end result could be a building. Yeah. So for, let's say, okay. for example, you want to you wanna mint just a, a picture. Even the snapshot, this picture of me and you talking, you can mint that, right? So you want to upload sure. that. So let's just say, for example, you're going to log in. You're going to first link your wallet, whatever wallet you're going to be using. You're going to have mm-hmm. the appropriate fees in, in that wallet ready to go. And you're going to click mint. If it, you want to just go the simplest form, go on the website, upload your file, click mint, and it'll do all the back end work for you. And it'll tell you whatever fees. Sometimes it's 70 bucks, sometimes it's 50 bucks. Depending on the gas fee, sometimes it's 200 bucks. That's how you know the easiest way would be to actually create one. Now you can, you can go and purchase them the same kind of way. There wouldn't be any sort of minting fees, but there's going to be obviously your gas fees. There's gas fees with everything. Holy shit. This is interesting and exciting. 
right? And I want to do a full circle check here. This is a talk to me about like you've been in this for several years. And yeah. it's been sort of in your orbit and on your radar and it's become a part of who you are today. Mm-hmm. How the hell does this even cross your wavelength? <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're, we're talking traditionally, you're embedded in, in an industry yeah. and you're working and you're, you know, you're thinking about creating your lifestyle for you and for your family and for those around you yeah. of the way you've got it designed. And somebody throws a fucking potato and says... Rock, but here's an NFT, and yeah. and and you're you're you know sitting here like many people out there today going, what the hell is an NFT? Yeah, and take me through that story. Yeah, so actually we can start with this if you want to put this in the beginning. Well, but, no, yeah. this is yeah. interesting, right? So so the way basically I got into it actually did wasn't NFTs at all. It was cryptocurrencies, right? So back in 2016, me and three other buddies we started hearing about all these, you know. Bitcoin and Ethereum and, you know, everyone was trading it and, you know, this quote unquote, you know, magic internet money is what everyone calls it, right? Sure. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Let's no call one, the shit what it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Like no one knew what it was. And so, you know, we started looking into it and we started investing here and there in a little bit. And uh, we say, okay, you know what, what's next? Well, how can we evolve this? And instead of just owning a few things here and there, you know, we looked at Ethereum. Now Ethereum is, is proof of work. So what does that mean? So now we start looking into it we're like, okay, they're essentially miners. Now it's not a, a miner that you would go see and you're going to see with a pickaxe, you know, working away in the mines. The, the, the mining is a computer orchestrating a series of algorithms and putting that together and creating this block. And this block goes into the blockchain and that's how you get the whole term blockchain. So now this miner is a series of GPUs. It's basically a really high powered computer, let's just say for the, the easiest way to, to, to put this down. So what we came up and we're like, you know what, let me, let me use my electrical skills and let's see if we can actually create a mining farm. We got together and we looked at uh, some commercial real estate and we sectioned off a little part of, of a little factory and we went ahead and we built a mining farm and we fucking, you know, I, I did the power mm. for it and we, we did all the power and all the communications and we started mining Ethereum. So that was back in 2016. And that's how this whole kind of thing got in, you know, got me involved was, you know, let me use my, my technical skills and in a way that we can transition this into this, uh, this new avenue. So we started mining back in 2016. 2017, 2018, we've seen uh, a really big boom in cryptocurrency and, you know, everything was taken off and uh, everything was going good. I'd say probably 2019, 2020 is when, you know, end of 2018, 2019 was a shit show. Everything tanked, everything went down. Ethereum, Bitcoin, everything was down like 90%. So at that point, it wasn't financially you know, it was, wasn't good for us anymore. So we're like, you know what, let's sure. sign all the, let's sell all the equipment and we'll just you know, chill for a bit. So that's what we did. We sold, we sold all the, all the mining equipment and we closed up shop for a bit and we split up and divided everything and, and went our separate ways for, I think it was around one, two years that it was really bad. And then uh, come early, you know, and I would say end of 20, 2019, early 2020 is when cryptocurrency started picking up again. I started diving into it again and started day trading a little bit. NFTs wasn't even a thing for me at the time. But if you actually look back, NFTs actually started back in 2017. Actually, even earlier, like 2016, which was the early, early ones. But I would say not mainstream yet, but pretty big in 2017 with, with 
the drop of like CryptoPunks and Mooncats and, and Curio cards and stuff. But they were like basically given away at the time. No one ever really knew about them. And I hadn't known about them at the time. So we're talking, you know, now we're into end of 2019, early 2020. And I'm just looking at cryptocurrencies again. And I found this cryptocurrency called Rari, R-A-R-I, which is the gut, which is the actual like governance token for the website Rarible, which okay. is an which is an NFT trading platform. So at the time I had no idea. And I, I and I was just looking at the charts and I purchased some Rari. And uh over the next few weeks I was like, fuck, you know, this this fucking NFT, this this not this NFT, this token is is outperforming like all my other things. Like what is this web? Like, what is this? Right? Like, because I'm like, I, I had no idea what the website was, and it went on it. I was just looking at the charts and looking at the token. So I, I you know, went to railable.com, clicked on. I'm like, holy fuck, this whole thing's like pictures and and art. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. So I started diving in, and uh, I would say probably within the three four months, I had liquidated all my cryptocurrency, and it was just all into digital art. I was full-blown well, NFTs. So hang on. Yeah. This is huge, right? Yeah. And, and, and this is probably some of the piece that people don't get. First of all, you self-educated yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right? And you took a risk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, you I, took a big yeah. risk. I, I, I think that that sometimes, I think it needs to be clarified that you took a risk. You believed in it so strongly. Look what you, you said. You said, I got rid of other assets. Yeah. And you yeah. went all in. And, you know, for you, there was no turning. It sounds like there was no turning back. Like you, was that the, was that the tipping point for you? Once you're in, you're in? Yeah. You know, it? You, you know me, like I'll do my research and if, if I, if I like it, I'm fucking, I'm going in with two feet. So that, that's what I did. I, I did my research, started looking at back. I'm like, oh shit, like this spans back. Like this is not just something new from 2020. We're going back like this is, you know, 2019, uh, 17, 2016, 17, 18. This, this actually has been evolving since you know, let's just say 2017, because that's when the most popular ones are. So, you know, here I am three years later and, and starting to evolve and kind of fasten myself as it was early on still, because mm -hmm. it hadn't hit mainstream yet. It really takes me back because it's one of those things where I was looking back and everything was kind of crazy at the time. And I started diving, I started telling the same friends that I had mining with. And I'm like, hey guys, you should fucking look at this. Like, this is pretty cool, right? Like, this is, this is like, I think new age stuff that I think is going to be big, because when you start sure. looking into the tech that's behind NFTs in general, it, it's big. It's it's big stuff. So uh, they started looking into it, and long and behold, all my friends are all <laughs> into it now. So the same guys that were mining with me are now in NFTs. So that's how it kind of came to fruition. Where. I started getting into NFTs that way was kind of by accident, but you know, once I found it, I did all my research and then dived in. Yeah. yeah well, like here's what's buzzing around in my head is that takes a big perspective shift, Yeah. right? Something that you had no visibility on or limited, I don't want to say no, but lim very limited visibility on and was new and if you challenge all your presuppositions of the way the world is or your world was designed at that point in time, which was bricks and mortar construction, yep, yep, yep. and you're flipping the script on it, you're you're opening a different realm. Yeah, yeah, like it was. Totally, Do you remember what that's like at that point in time? Uh, yeah, like it's totally new to me. Like it, 
I never seen myself as like an art collector. You know what I mean? Like I was, right, right. I was that uh, the construction worker that you know woke up at five o'clock in the morning, went to work, and didn't say boo, right? But uh, even through my, let's say, construction career, I kept evolving. You know, I would do my courses and I would do everything I possibly could to continuously learn. And I think that's what I really liked about NFTs. It's even to this day, it's continuously changing and it's evolving. And there's different facets and it's branching off and it's continuously growing and the, the ecosystem of it is it's incredible. And I think that's what really drew me into into that facet of of, of what it stands for and what it's involved like what it is. So I kind of took the fundamentals from work and you know the drive and everything that I had and I put it into mm. into into this. And uh it's been crazy. When you talk about you took the fundamentals of your career drive and i'm going to add commitment because having a friendship with you that's one thing i can certainly stand behind is when when you say you're going to do something you do it Mm -hmm. so that commitment's a big piece of the puzzle there anything else that jumps out at you that is tangible to reframe that skill set which proved to be an asset in one field also proved to be an asset in a different field yeah yeah that makes sense yeah like i get what you're saying yeah like for the most part i think the background in actual cryptocurrency as well kind of helped me as well. It's very volatile. The ups and downs are astonishing and they're daily. So if you're somebody that's like, you know, holy shit, this is up 25% today and the next day is down 13 or 14 or 55, you know what I mean? It would give a normal person a heart attack, right? But, you know, the high stress environment from, from, you know, let's say the construction industry, it's something that I can easily deal with. And it was like, you know what, it's fucking, I'm up two thousand dollars today i'm down forty thousand dollars the next day it's just the same way it's just it's, it's a normal wednesday but i mean the the whole fundamentals behind that and and the patience and and just being aware of you know what i did my research and i know what i'm doing let's see this through kind of mentality has has paid off right holy shit that's beautiful right that is beautiful the couple of things right the stress you've conditioned your mind and body to stress over the years. Yeah. Maybe different forms of stress. But yep. now you know how what that what that physical sensation is, that physiological change in your body is, and you have mechanisms in place, or you don't, but in this case, you, you know, you, you have mechanisms in place to deal with that stress. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said is you did your research. You know your shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's number one. Well, you're like- confident enough to know your shit to say, I'm committed to this. No yeah. different than bricks and mortar. I'm executing this project yeah i'm executing this task yeah like you've you've done the training you've done the research you're and everything everything in life is a risk Mm -hmm. of course yeah yeah you have to know what you're getting into right and 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 that's the thing like you see it sometimes and you feel bad for some people that they'll jump in or they'll they'll buy into the hype of whatever project or whatever influencers are saying and they'll lose their shirt and they're saying oh this is a fucking scam or like you know what i mean Mm, but no like you just you can't follow some random guy that's getting paid twenty thousand dollars to tweet some bullshit online and then and think you're gonna make you know quote unquote like make money or whatever like that's not what you do right if if you actually want to get involved do your research find out what it's involved find out who the team is find out you know what's behind it and save yourself the aggravation of of getting 
rugged too is the term that that's used in the, in the industry. But like rugged, yeah, rugged, yeah, like okay. like you know get the, the rugs pulled from underneath yep, you. Yeah, I got it, got it. So you know, save yourself the, the aggravation and the hassle of being rugged, right? You know, happens to the best of us. I've been rugged, yeah, maybe once or twice, but you know, there's people that get rugged a lot. So it's crazy. So what are the, in your opinion, knowing what you know today, what are the you know one to three important things for people to know about NFTs? So like the first thing, let's just say you want to get into it. You're going to want to, A, I would say your your main thing would be choose what network you're going to want to be on. The main one right now is Ethereum. It's the most widely used one and also the most expensive because mm-hmm. of gas fees and because of the network fees and, and actually the cost of Ethereum itself. But there's other viable options. There's Solana and there's Cardano and there's Tezos and there's a bunch of other ones that very minimal gas fees and and there's still some really great artists creating artwork on those blockchains as well. So I would say that's probably number one is you're you're gonna wanna basically A, know what kind of network you're gonna want to deal with. B is you're gonna wanna find out, you know, are you gonna be a collector? Are you gonna be a creator or are you gonna be a mm. flipper? Because there's in there's that too. There's there's people that just day trade NFTs the same way they day trade stocks. So you know, kind of figure out where you want to be. Um, as far as, you know, where your stance is on that, because you're going to want to know how you're going to approach what you're looking at. And like I said, there's so many different facets in, in NFTs now where there's just not only art, there's, there's music, there's, there's everything that you can possibly think of now is, is coming out into, into an NFT. And there, so you're going to want to know, you know, what you're going to be interested in any type of genre, any topic, any type of demographic, anything you think of is being minted as we speak. So there's no lack of options, let's just say. And then- So like, you know, we're talking about do, do your research, figure out what your flavor is and then drill down into it. hundred percent. Like yeah, once yeah. you know what you, what the hell, because thank you for allowing me and the opportunity to interrupt you in that thought process because it, it sort of really electrified my brain when you say, you know what the fuck it is you want? And why you're getting into it? Yeah, and then I mean, learn everything you can about it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a few people, and and all they do is they'll call me. Hey, what what should I do with this? What should I do with that? And, and I gave them the answer where I didn't have anybody to call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure, you know, take it upon yourself because I don't want to be the one to tell you to do something, and then you know it could go good or it could go bad. But I don't want to be the reason that that happens to you, right? So, D Y O R, you know, do your own research. Get familiar with it because you want to know. Hey, did did I get scammed? Did you know? Did everything go good? You know, there's for every one good project, there's three or four scams out there, and a lot of them are are manipulating the the market and they're they're playing on you know the innocence and and it's frustrating from a collector standpoint because it pushes people away as well. So mm. you know, with the new verified stuff that's coming out there, it's kind of helping, but you know, you're gonna want to. Again, you're going to want to do your research. You're going to want to know what you're getting into because there is a lot of scams out there. You want to make sure that your your investments are sound and safe investments. Holy shit. There's, this caught my attention was you know, do your own research. And I love that because you know, what might be – maybe you're interested in, in motorcycles and I'm interested in sailboats. Yep. And so you know, do your own research based on your flavor. Now, when we talk about research and learning what you can learn – the internet is got an influx of information and you can find anything you're looking for. Some of it's probably accurate and much of it I'm sure is not. 
Is there a verified portal? That's like where where does one go to learn about NFTs? Yeah, you can go to the marketplaces. There's a lot of good information on the marketplaces. Um, I would say that your largest marketplace right now is OpenSea. Uh, E-N-S-E-A dot I-O. So OpenSea.io. There's also Looks Rare, R-O-O-K-S, you know, R-A-R-E dot org. Uh, those are the probably two like booming ones that are, are out there right now. But there's there's a slew of marketplaces out there that, again, you know, cater to and that you can possibly think of that's out there. Um, there's lots of articles out there. There's lots of, you know, podcasts. <laughs> there's, 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 uh, absence of, of information out there. Um, far as like a lot of the feeds come from and like where you're getting a lot of like, let's call it alpha as we <laughs> the words we use for like, you know, good information. We use Twitter as well. So, you know, that's my main source of like information for me would be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole like NFT Twitter as well. <laughs> it's, it's just whole like ecosystem within an ecosystem. But uh, yeah, shortage of, of information out there. Uh, contact me as well. Like uh, I'm always there to help, and and you know you can reach out to me, and I'll help you as best I can. <laughs> well, thank you for that, and I think you've you've been awesome as far as identifying, you know, what an NFT is, how to get into it, do your own research, and you know, if one if somebody wants to start it again, there's boatloads of information on the, on the internet that's going to take you through step by steps on, on really how to get into that. Something that's really I'm curious about, and what sort of shows up for me is that nfts again not necessarily being tangible or sometimes they are maybe we can we can transition into that in a moment but nfts for me seem to be really changing the landscape or flipping the script if you will on sort of traditional work careers what does this mean for new generations coming into the workforce yeah i mean so you know Let's just, for example, that, you know, jobs and stuff that exist, that didn't exist, you know, five, 10 years ago are, are common jobs now. And, and we're mm. seeing that more and more often. And, you know, my daughter's seven years old and she has a coding class, you know, like, where were you when you were seven years old? Cause I didn't have coding when I was seven. Right. So, you know, that just puts into perspective the fact that, you know, everything is in general going digital. So, you know, that's, that's kind of step one. Step two is, okay. NFTs and, and how they can evolve and how they can create jobs. Well, you know, now you have artists who, you know, we've seen some very famous digital artists in the space. We've seen very famous um, photographers in the space and, and musicians. So, you know, what it has allowed is for the artist itself themselves to own gallery, issue their own work. The rewards and the royalties themselves and not having to forego X amount of percentage to a gallery or to some sort of uh, auction house or, or so on and so forth. So these creators are now creating their artwork or their, their songs or whatever they're going to be creating, basically on the blockchain themselves, putting in a small royalty for themselves and allowing them to control how their art and how whatever they're creating is going to be released and they're reaping the, the rewards and they're reaping the benefits for them. Now that itself has created an entire ecosystem of other jobs. So now you have developers, you have web designers, marketing, which, you know, marketing for NFTs now is a big thing. Project management is for NFTs. So you have all these other jobs that no one needed a degree for, you know, like 
<laughs> it's kind of like, you know, fly by the edge of your seat kind of thing where, you know, people are learning as they go. So some guys that are really well in this space and one of the few people that I, I, I started collecting early on is let's just say it's Trim Root is from Root Boys, <laughs> but he was like graduating and stuff. He was creating this stuff and everyone was asking him like, oh, do you have a degree in like 3D design? He's like, no, fuck, like I'm learning as I go. And I was creating this like for school and now it's taken off and he's made millions of dollars doing it. So it's like, you know, these guys are, are, are as they go, some of them, B are, have been in this space for a very long time and have been creating for a long time and have their own following and they're also doing well, but there is no quote unquote, you know, white saying you have to be like this to enter this space because there's 13, 14 year olds that are have half a million dollars worth of NFTs, million dollars worth of NFTs, and they're still in high school. I mean, there, there's no rule on, on who can own it, who can sell it and who can create it. It's, it's unbiased. <laughs> it's crazy. Holy shit. When you talk about it that way, where the historical progression of life career-wise is, you know, you go and get the skills, the education, then you develop the skill set. And later on in life, you are, you know, you could be deemed an expert at your craft and, and, and so forth. And now what you're doing is you are really peeling back the layers and identifying that perhaps there is no training on this yet, or, you know, it, it's still in the infant stage or still in the growth stages of it. And you're fast tracking that progression level. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, for for the most part, uh, let's say in the dev section and development section of of stuff as it pertains, let's just say for NFTs, for example, you know, no one's going to be like, "Oh, did you did you graduate from MIT? Did you graduate from Caltech? Did you graduate from here and here?" It's going to be, "Can you build this code? Let me see." And if you can, you got a job, right. you got a job, yeah. right? And and we're gonna fucking pay you two million dollars. You know what I mean? It has no. There's nothing that says I want to see your degree to do this. It's can you fucking right. can you fucking build this? Yes, then you got a job. Let's do it. And and that's what's exciting for people. And they're saying, you know, the the typical nine to five, the typical, you know, caller, you know, your degree, go to school, do all this bullshit, mm. you know, rat race. It's it's in the script that way where it's. Show me what you can do, and let's do it. And and that's what's it's really intriguing for for these young for this young generation that's coming up. It's fuck, I can do this. Like let me let me grind and let me do this, and let me show you what I can do. And then and that's what the the creators and stuff are are going towards. And and it's rating, it's cool. I'm laughing. This is like in my mind, it pops up as feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. Never mind the fucking bullshit. The the bullshit. The how many degrees and letters after your name? I don't give a shit. Can you build this? Will it work? And show me, and then shit will happen. Holy crap, that changes everything. Tons of, of very successful projects that are out there that, you know, 90%, 100% of the team has no degree. They're, they're just, you know, they're, they're coding, they're coders, they're, they're, they're artists, and they're, they're working towards building this thing. And what they're creating is, is, uh, is really nice art and it, itching the, the, the community and, everyone goes for it and like i said there's there's nothing that says they can or cannot do it right so it's 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 in these kids to to build to dream and and to do what yeah. they they want to do right um so it's cool that's and that's beautiful too. Like, now you're also breaking down in you know educational cultural socioeconomic barriers yep. and you're allowing artists to actually be 
artists. Yeah, yeah. With with those he or say she say right. Like there, there's not there's no there's no restraints. There's no constrictions. There's there's just nothing that tells them what they can and cannot create. And and that's what appealed to so many artists, right? And and you know. Uh, for such and such gallery and they refuse me because I use too much mm-hmm. nudity or I use too much this or I use too much of that. They can go and create whatever they, they right. want and put it out there and, and it's it's it. That's it. You like my art? Here it is. Um, no boundaries. And this is what you're saying too. So a, a traditional art for, format and I'm, I'm no art collector by any means. So my knowledge is limited and where it would be traditional where, hey, I have a piece of art and it goes to a curator who who either you know says yes you're in or you know you're out. That metric is now changed. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. And so, listen. I mean that 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 brings forth a different curiosity question, which is how does you know NFT art traditionally has been tangible? Touch it, feel it, go to a museum, look at it, appreciate it, create a culture around it, and sort of everything that sort of comes with that. You know, are are NFTs shifting this experience, changing this appreciation? What's the situation in your perspective? So, you know, a lot of people say that and and you'll hear the right-click save. Oh, why can't I just right-click save it? It's on the computer, right? And the thing that we story that a lot of people use is like, okay, let's look, for example, the Mona Lisa, right? It's kind of the easiest way to, to reference this. Sure. You can go to the museum take a picture of the, of the Mona Lisa or you can go to the, the gift shop and you can buy a poster of it, but you don't physically own the Mona Lisa. You don't own the rights to it. You don't own anything that has resembles the actual what it stands for. And and go back to NFTs, you do. So anyone can right-click save my picture or right-click save my art or print it out or whatever, but you physically own the Remember, we go back to you know that whole blockchain thing. You, you physically own the set itself in your digital wallet, and no one can dispute it. It's on the blockchain. So let's just say, for example, Michelangelo back in the 1700s that used uh, had NFTs back mm-hmm. were were existing back then. If he had minted the Mona Lisa onto an NFT, you would see every single transaction that ever transpired. Through the course of the year up until present date mm. with timestamp and, and addresses and, and so on and so forth for any single thing that every single sale, every single transfer, any time that has moved anything that's happened with that particular art piece would be on the ledger and on the blockchain. So that's why it's really good as far as knowing what you have because there's no dispute that this is this because if you track it, you see that this is the original one. There's no such thing as a fake one anymore when you're dealing with NFTs on a verified chain. So you can have, this is my verified item. And if you don't believe me, check the scans. You'll see that I've owned it for X amount of years. I bought it from this person at this time and this date, so on and so forth. And you can track that whole thing. So the fact that you know, I don't know if this is real or, or not, is gone. You can you can track all that. So there's there's no dispute uh, as far as, mm. as as when you're looking at the art scene. So you don't know if oh if this is a true uh so, you know one of the big guys in, in, in the industry, you know, this is a true beeple or is this a true um copy or whatever the other big names are out there. You can physically see that on the um on the chain that 
they created it, they minted it. It's been through 15 other hands, but it doesn't matter. You can trace it all back to the original creator and you know that that is what it is. So uh, so that authenticity becomes transparent across the board. 100%. It, it, you can't change it. You can't alter it. It's, it's there and uh, it's never going away. So it's around with it. Does that stop things like theft? You know, the Mona Lisa, you talk about the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa was, you know, it's a sought after item. Uh, yeah. So, you know, if you were to have, uh, again, so, you know, you circle back to uh, reason and, and, and how it how it's being formed and so on and so forth. So there are little galleries now that have sprung up throughout the globe where there'll be these large digital frames that they've uploaded these these art pieces on and you can you can walk and and you can actually see them and and for some people and myself included i've printed out a few of my nfts and i've i've had and you know i've hung them on my wall and i've i showed you that digital you know that i have i, I put some stuff mm-hmm. on there as well so there's that stuff there but it's not the actual nft the actual nft lives on the blockchain that's stored in my you know hardware wallet somewhere safe where uh, you know, no one can get to it, but I own the IP to those assets, right? And and so you can create digital copies. Yeah, yeah. And and some artists allow you to free reign, free IP, CCO. You can do whatever you want with your piece. You can market it. You can brand it. You can do whatever you want with it. Some artists say no. You know, like you don't have you have the digital IP to your individual let's say profile picture pfp but you don't have the right to use the name or or whatever associated with the with with the uh, with the project and and they'll disclose that uh purchase uh whatever it is that you're you're purchasing but uh galleries that are out there people are printing them people are putting them on digital frames and now there's the metaverse and there's that's a different conversation in itself but the metaverse essentially is you know this digital world where you can create your own digital gallery. You can you can upload your art. You can physically you know put on VR head goggles and walk around and see this art in a digital aspect in a digital world where your your avatar is walking around and you're seeing all this shit you know in your in your in your face. Shit. So you, you know you don't need to leave the confines of your of your of your house or of your space. You know you just need an internet connection and you can you can travel and see. The world, but yeah, that's a whole other conversation to be had. Well, whoa, 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 this is cool, and this is you know, this will be future discussion. So, so stand by, everybody out there. But the first thing that jumps into my head on this one is, all right. So, if you have a art gallery you created, and I have an art gallery, can we share art galleries? Hey, man, you know, you're in your home, and I'm in my home. Go through a walk through somebody else's art gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could walk through anyone's. That's what I'm saying. So if you oh, go like in the oh my God. sandbox, Decentraland, there, there's a slew of you know NFT world. There's a slew of, of of things, sites now that you can you can go through that you can physically, quote unquote, physically through the digital world, but physically yeah, walk yeah, yeah. through and and explore and and oh fuck, let me take a look at this guy's gallery. Let me go over here. Let me see that. And and, and this is the next step. So some NFTs grant you special access. So now if you want access to this, you know, this special group or this special thing, you need to hold this digital asset. That digital asset is your is your ticket into whatever the you know they're building or whatever the case may be. But again, it doesn't have to be art. It could be tickets, it could be documents, it could be whatever. So again, you purchase this NFT, this NFT allows you access to these private events 
or, or you know this this party or whatever it is or this metaverse you can get into the metaverse or you can use this this avatar as your as your character so as the world has become more and more digital we're seeing not only nfts being digital art we're seeing profile pictures and I don't know if you've seen my profile pictures online and stuff that they're just like, you know, other animals or whatever the fuck I'm putting up there. But of times now, people choose to be anonymous or people don't want to physically put a picture of themselves. They'll use the, this digital profile picture, which is an NFT, as their persona. And they're building a brand around that particular item, which we've seen with like board Apes is like the big one. And we've seen you know, celebrities and other, you know, well-known people in the Web3 industry using these profile pictures as their brand. And now uh, we just seen uh, not too long ago, someone opened up uh, like a fast food show, like called Bored and Hungry. So he's used his Bored Ape as as the mascot for, for his like fast food restaurant. And he owns the IP address to it and he owns the rights to it and he can use it and he can make money off it and he can and branded and do whatever he pleases. It's his. My goodness. So the, the old adage of somebody who could say, well, NFTs is really changing the, the artscape of things. And you, uh, I say, bullshit. If anything, it, it's, it's amplified the industry. And it's, it's introduced more people to more different, to, to new things, to more possibilities. The way you just described that, I was like, "Whoa, you're creating community." Yeah, oh, 100%. There's, there's know, communities. Right? Yeah. This, is not, this is not just a digital asset this is community wow so w- when you get into you're in the nft space and when you come across things for yourself what's your evaluation process from purchasing whether you know i want you're going to purchase an nft do you have an evaluation process do you ask yourself specific questions how do you make these decisions yeah so there there's there's a slew of things that's going to go through your mind right first one let's just say for example is you know who's the artist are they known are they not known i stopped buying from anonymous, besides from pseudo-anonymous, anonymous people that are in the space that, you know, have no following, have no history, because that's where you might get burned. So I, you know, I've, I've alleviated from, from, from doing that. And I started looking at either known artists or, or people who have a, a fundamental following, who, who are known in this space, who have been around, you know, grinded day in and day out, given, you know, 110% and, and really putting their name and their and their and the effort into what they're creating, that's step one for me. So step one is is, you know, looking at the artist, looking at the team, who's behind it, who's going to be involved, you know, have they worked on other things before? How good did it do? You know, did they did they see it through? Did they did they deliver on on what they said they were going to do? And mm. you know that that's number two. Number three, obviously price pricing always it varies. That you can get an NFT for two hundred dollars, you can get an NFT for a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand million. There's, there's price points everywhere in between. So you know, price point, what it is, and then next it would be the community, the community that's around it. If the community is just focused on, you know, we're gonna pump this this token or this coin, and we're gonna fucking make a shit ton of money, and it's all about the floor price and all about money and so on and so forth, they always flop. They never do good. They might go up for a bit, but they'll never sustain that because. People are only in it to make the money and they're in it to flip it and get the fuck out of there. So I'll always look at, you know, the community. Community is backing the project. The community is supporting each other. Is the community helping each other out? That's what you want to do. You want to 
you want to make sure that you're you're going to be buying into a, a solid team, solid artist, solid artist, and and a good fundamental community that that's going to make it fun to be around. Like I said, there's always in real life IRL events that happen throughout the course of all of these projects. That hey, we're going to do a gathering. We're going to do you know, Doodles had one not too long ago in Texas. Uh, I'm in a board ape one here in Toronto and. There's always gatherings. Hey guys, anyone have a board ape? You know, join this this chat group we have, and it's uh, you know we're gonna go chill out in here and we'll meet up and all these random mm. people that you've never seen before, but you know have come together through the through the community through the art community and and uh, uh, I've made tons of friends in this space that you know I, I I trust just as much as my real life friends now and uh, you mm. know we, we we talk to and we we talk on. A, some of them, some of these people on a daily basis, and we've gotten to know each other. And uh, some of them are halfway around the world. You know, I have a, a good friend of mine who's in Australia, a good friend of mine that's in Germany, one that's in UK that I've never met, but I, I trust. And and we have dialogue going back and forth, and we've sent really expensive NFTs through each other, and, and trust each other, send it back, or I'll send lend you one, or send you here, and you know, I'll, I'll give you the money or whatever, and. Uh, you build that bond, you build that community and just people that you, you enjoy talking to and, and being involved in that also, you know, amplifies the the entire community and aspect of what this kind of thing encompasses as a, as a whole. Holy shit. There is a boatload of information here and it's, you know, heavy lifting. If like anything, and I, I'm going to go back to you know, DYOR, do your own research, do your own yeah, research. Always period on anything in life and this really speaks to that now mainstream media gossip whatever you want to call it there is so much bullshit or maybe it's not bullshit but there's accurate and inaccurate information floating around surrounding nfts you know top of mind for you is there something that sort of comes to mind that's worth debunking something about nfts that you really want to so number one is like, oh, NFTs are a scam, right? Like that's that's the big one they hear from me. Oh, it's a fucking scam, mm. or it's, you know, it's a pyramid scheme, or it's a what's the next one is like, uh, oh, it's like, um, you know, money laundering, or you always hear this random shit that people fucking say, and it's it's so not the case. When you actually go in and you start talking to people, and you're t- there's 13, 14 year old kids, there's 20 year old kids, there's 30, 40, there's 80 year olds, there's, 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 like I said, from every walks of life, there's people out there and they're talking and they're enjoying the community and they're, they're, they're engaging and they're, they're making friendships and, and, and that's the community aspect of it. When you look at the tech aspect of it, we go back to the entire blockchain technology. We go behind all that's involved with creating it and minting it and the verification process and everything that's involved with the actual NFTs in general. It's all there. Like there's there's nothing bullshit around it. And and like I said, you can't mess with the back end blockchain and, and the da- the back end ledger and, and the, the whole transcript of whatever it is that you're selling or trading or whatever. So the fact that you can say, oh, it's, you know, it's it's money laundering or it's scamming or whatever, you'll see that right on the contract. You'll see this thing change from hand to hand. You'll see that like you can't hide that, debunk that right there. It's just it's just bullshit. I mean, there's always people say, oh, you know, illicit stuff and this and that. But cash is probably the most widely used for illicit shit anyway, like in mm. the world. Like you see, so like you know what I mean? Like so, I I don't know. I like. As with anything, there's scams out there. There's scammers out there. There's any facet of, of life. 
in construction and, and anything we do, there's mm-hmm. people scanning yeah, yeah, yeah. them. So you, the, the, you can't get away from it. There's a, if there's a way for people to make money and people to, to, to thrive, there's people that are behind it trying to get their way in scamming somehow and someone. So there, there's always people. That, and, and I think just with anything, you know, it's new and new scares a lot of people. And sure. this was the same bullshit that, you know, Bitcoin was a scam. Cryptocurrency is a scam. And now you're seeing countries adopt these cryptocurrencies and you're seeing, you know, all these retailers and on all these people using this stuff as, as a currency. And, you know, mm-hmm. the war broke out and whatever is all this other shit that's going on, crazy shit on the world where the banks are closed down. Well, you know, it's not closed the internet and you could send somebody from fucking Russia right now or from Ukraine who's, str- who's struggling Within 15 seconds, they'll have that fucking currency in their pocket or in their wallet. Where if you went to the bank right now, they couldn't get any money because the banks are closed. They've seized all their bank assets and whatever the case may be. And, right. and so if, if you have family, let's say, in a country that, that has issues and, and you'll see like El Salvador and Venezuela and, and there's a whole boatload of other countries that have adopted this cryptocurrency. It's because you know you don't have to go to Money Mart or, or, or Western Union or whatever it is. And wait five, six, seven days to get your money. You have it instantaneously. There's nothing bullshit about that. It's it's legit, tangible asset or value that you can you can use. So I, I don't know where where this all comes to comes from, but you know the people I'm sure that are are using this on a daily basis in those other countries as well as actual currency will tell you that you know the total opposite of what you know the, these naysayers are saying, right? Yeah, and I love what you said. I mean, to to keep us succinct, it's it's human nature. There's always going to be the naysayers. There's always going to be the people who are trying to bring shit down. Yeah, always. right. So it doesn't matter the industry. We're 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 talking NFTs today because it's new ish, right? It's still new-ish. fresh. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, you'll start so, getting into. Sorry, go ahead. No, the, the, I mean that's the thing. I mean, there, there's. This is this is awesome. There's a shit ton of stuff to talk about here. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, my, my my pleasure. I mean, once you start diving into all the other stuff and you start learning about, you know, Web three and 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 the metaverse is a total different aspect, total different animal. Where, you know, you now live in a digital world where your avatar, your persona that you're building online. You can have meetings and you can you can meet with people and and see there and and. And the same way that we're having this this you know face to face meeting via you know, online would be the same way, but in a digital world where where I'm right. seeing your digital you know avatar and you're seeing mine, you know that's not too far away. And I think that's where possibly our kids are going to be really into into that. Where you know a lot of people are saying like you know, for example, if you want to if you want to travel or whatever. You know, you could put on this VR headset and, and go anywhere in the world, or right. you want to you want to meet with someone who's halfway around the world or whatever, or play a game, and they have all that. You know, it's we're not there yet, but we're we're gearing towards. From what I see, mm-hmm. within the next few years, it's going to be pretty prominent in our world. Holy shit! And this is like the tip of the iceberg, and I really want to acknowledge you. Thank you for identifying, and we call it like not even an intro. This is like a pre-intro. <laughs> There is a lot happening. There's a lot to digest, a lot to take in, and a lot to grow from. Thank you for doing your own research, digging yeah, in, yeah, my, learning my about pleasure. it, yeah. 
and sharing what you've learned so far with everyone else out there. So I think the you know for me the big takeaway is this is not like a one trick pony. No, if definitely not. Actually, yeah. if you're actually in it, then I want to go back to I love your framework. Do your own research. Dig in. There's no one size fits all. What serves you? What's and what serves you today? Because your flavor today might change tomorrow. For sure, and it's an ever evolving space that you know, it's 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 ever changing, it's ever evolving, and and what people are collecting today or what people are collecting tomorrow are two different things, and it's always changing. So, you know, like I said, there's things being created daily, and uh, there is no shortage of of things to to find and collect and to to really see out there. So it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty neat stuff. Beautiful. Pleasure and honor. Thank you for taking the time here. How do people get in touch with you? My main thing is you can reach me on, on Twitter. So Rock and Roller, R-O-C-K-I-N-R-L-L-R. So at Rock and Roller on, uh, on Twitter is my main, uh, my main way. Uh, my DMs are open. You can always shoot me a message if you, if you have any questions or you have any uh, concerns or maybe I can give you a few hints here and there. But, but yeah, always do your own research is, is number one. That's what I'll tell you. Beautiful. Rocco, thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, team, as always, thanks for hanging out till the end. There are always great lessons learned when we connect with new people. We listen to learn. That's the biggest thing. When you listen to what others have to say, what we learn is huge. So thank you for being here. Thanks to Rocco for educating us, teaching us something new, and really taking away from me, D-Y-O-R. Do your own research. Look, There are a ton of people out there who will tell you what's worked for them, and that's great. Extrapolate what works for them, serves you well, and dismiss everything else. Thanks for allowing myself and Rocco time into your world. It is truly appreciated. And until we connect again next time, do something great.